This is an Area Code podcast. Did we just lose? Why would you do that? We're in the end game now. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We love pop culture. And we love the Enneagram. We are obsessed. That's why we're hosting a podcast where we can get it all out of our system. This is No Chill Enneagram Watch Party. A safe space for Enneagram and pop culture fanatics. And a pretty great idea for a podcast. everybody you're listening to no chill enneagram i am uh your host one of your hosts richard clark i'm a four i'm here as usual with my co-host bethany perkins hi i'm a two on the enneagram i'm a little bit country she's a little bit rock and roll oh okay Uh, because i'm wearing like a button-up um what would you call this well, if we're talking about what we're wearing, I'm wearing a Harry Potter Snuggie. That's so, so rock and I wouldn't roll. call that rock and roll. <laughs> Mine's like a Wrangler shirt or something. I don't Richard, know. who else is here with us um, right now? Today we have a very special guest. His name is Jesse Eubanks. Jesse Luxurious host, Eubanks. The host of the one and only, well, the one of the only Enneacast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the only Enneacast until some other guys came and ripped it off completely, but we won't talk <laughs> yeah. about them because they're just high schoolers and soon they'll be our interns. And so we'll talk about that. Well, they, they, they really, they remixed your show and our show together. Yeah. Yeah. What was it called? It was called like the... I don't uh, remember. It was something like Don't Freak Out Enneacast. It was like, you know... <laughs> Something. I feel like it had the something something idiot any it cast. had something. It wasn't no chill, but it was like the I same didn't concept. Have chill in the title? No, it didn't. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Okay. <laughs> well, while she's figuring it out, I will tell people that today's we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're doing this partially because WandaVision is so hot right now, but also because the three of us. I think I've all watched all of the movies. Is that right? Yes. Is that multiple right? Multiple times. Yes. I have, uh, yeah, I've watched them many times. Okay, so we're it's all well equipped to talk about it. Uh, Bethany eclipse. has found found the name of the podcast. What is it? <laughs> it's the slightly chaotic Enneacast. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah. 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 So that's slightly what happens chaotic, if you... no chill. Do you think it's is that like the equivalent of like cosplayers? Like is when people do a podcast and they basically name it after ours. Are they cosplaying us? No, that's not cosplay. That's plagiarism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. This is different. Oh, I got confused. It would be like if people who really loved the Marvel movies dressed up as Marvel characters and then made a movie about them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, and called it like Revengers. <laughs> right. Right. 
That's right. Hey, I got. I, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do I have to like say my qualifications? Like why I'm Please qualified? Please do. Are you a little you bit country to, or are you a little bit rock and roll? That's really oh all gosh. we need from you. <laughs> my wife would be a little bit country. I would be a little bit rock and roll. Okay, got it. No, I you can say your qualifications. Like, yeah, we should point out that Jesse right. is like a real Enneagram expert. Person. Oh, I thought we were talking about Marvel heroes. But and that's okay. a massive MCU <laughs> nerd right. fan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's my qualifications. I made a little list. Here it is. I'm, it. I'm oh, auditioning. Wow. I'm auditioning for the part. Are you reading off a screen You've right now? I already got it. No. Check. Okay. Check this out. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I I saw Iron Man in the movie theater when it came out. Ooh. Like, I so from the very beginning I, I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen every MCU movie in the movie theater opening weekend. Nice. Mm. Uh, if people couldn't come along, I actually would go alone. So I'm I'm pretty in. Uh, nice. Starting with Black Panther, I started renting out an entire row of the movie theater on, <laughs> oh opening, my on, opening, on opening night. For who? Yourself? Just you? Me and my popcorn. Please say just no, you. No, no, no. All my friends. All my friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because I was going to be really admiring. That's what I would do is rent out a whole row for myself. For yourself. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, here's, and here's the last one. I, and this is true, I've never told anyone this. I'm confessing on your show. I oh, actually wow. watch a YouTube channel every day during lunch that is about the MCU. Every day. Every wow. day. I'm saying what seven days tell- a week. I'm saying the weekend included. What kind of content was this? Yeah, they do episode breakdowns. So like on WandaVision, they literally do a, ba- a play-by-play and they break it all down. But before WandaVision. Yeah, so every single movie. They're going to break every movie down. Here's what's every going day? on. Every day? Yeah, because what happens, they, these guys, so it's, uh, so for those who want to know, the channel's called New Rock Stars. And, and they, you with the umlaut? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll go through a movie like multiple times. They'll go through it in speculation leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Then it comes out. And then they'll trace a bunch of different themes through the movie. So all that to say is like, yeah, I'm in. I'm That's in. awesome. You guys always ask the it. question, like, how bad? How bad is it? How bad has it gotten? How bad has your Marvel Enneagram obsession gotten? Your Marvel obsession gotten? Way worse than the Enneagram. Yeah. Way worse. Oh, wow. interesting. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I consider myself to be a massive Marvel fan, but I'm not, I'm not to that level. Like, you could be. It doesn't take I much. I could be. Yeah. I do. Wait. Do you really have a tattoo that's like related? No. no. Okay, I actually do. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, you guys are tied then. What is that? It's the lightning bolt. What? That looks like a Harry Potter tattoo to me. Well, it's not. It's Thor Ragnarok related. Oh. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. You, okay, well, nope. I'm taking the back seat on this one. Oh, well, no. whatever the ranking, I would be a distant third. Um, I have seen all the movies, but it was kind of on a whim with my kid. We just decided to watch them all together, like over the span of a month. It was, it was pretty intense. But but now I'm like in. Like I wanted, I'm an appreciator. I think I would. I would not. I'm not to the realm of fan, but I'm. I'm a person who defends the Marvel Cinematic Universe to people who go, oh, they're just all the same, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can't, like, the, the what they have pulled off narratively and in terms mm-hmm. of, like, orchestrating a, a grand-scale uh, shared experience event is, like, unbelievable. And I'm just, like, really impressed by that piece of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm appreciative of the Marvel Universe. Here's the question. Do we start by talking about WandaVision? 
and then move on to the bigger thing? Or we talk about the bigger thing? I th- feel like we should get WandaVision out of the way, right? Yeah, let's talk about WandaVision first. Are, are we okay. doing this nine words thing? Yeah, so let's go through all the segments with WandaVision, and then we'll go on to the we'll go on to Marvel. Okay. So let's do nine Perfect. words for WandaVision for whoever whoever has them, because I don't know if we all decided to do this, but I did. So who wants to jump in with their their nine words? This is a segment we call Describe That Thing in Nine Words. This is where we describe that thing in nine words. Bethany, why don't you go ahead and, and read <laughs> okay. yours? Okay. Wanda lives surreal sitcom life with vision. Something's wrong. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Jesse, what do you got? Oh, I'm trying to count on my fingers to see because I didn't plan for that one. Hold on. We should, we should say that we're reading – this probably important to say we're talking about this when – what's – like which episode five episodes, episodes have come out. Five episodes have come out. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a little dated by the time people hear this, but mm-hmm. maybe not too much. Go ahead, Jesse. I'll read mine. A psychic expression of the five stages of grief. Oh. That's mine. That is a little. That's a little hint. A little. A little peek at what I, my theory is about what mm-hmm. is happening in this show. Yeah. Jesse, what you got? Okay, here's here's what I got. Uh, traumatized woman takes hostages and hallucinates. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. We understand. We the viewer. <laughs> the FBI certainly doesn't, or sword or whatever they're called, yeah. or it's yeah. both of them, I guess. Well, well um, some of them understand, but not the not the lead guy. He's he's not, bad news. Not that that guy. He's they, a bad that, guy. Yeah, they call him a D word in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Wait, who? Um, the director. The, the guy oh. that gets up and gives a little speech and, and gets all the lasers. He's a bad guy. Okay. He's a bad guy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, how do we feel about WandaVision? Are we happy with it? I think we're all happy with it, right? Like, it's good. I'm loving it. The first, like, two episodes, I was like, not sure. I was like, "What? What's happening? Like, l- uh-huh. let us know something." Yeah, yeah. Um, so it had a slow start, but yeah, I'm liking it. I mean, I had a fit that I couldn't watch it because I got locked out of Disney Plus. <laughs> she was having a fit. I was, was having. I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> when When do you watch it? Do you watch it like same day it comes out? I don't know when things come out. I just. Notice that there is a new episode, or people are talking about it, and then I go look, and then I watch it. We usually watch Friday or Saturday as a family. We all get pretty excited about it when we realize there's a new one. Yeah. Jesse watches it on his lunch break, I think, <laughs> the day uh, it comes out. I I do. I, you know, here's the truth: my family watches it on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. I also watch it Friday before we watch it as a family. I watch it twice the day that it comes out. That's not okay. Wow. I know, guys. I'm telling you. Wow. I'm telling you. So I, I, I like it. I love uh, – I think it's extremely clever. I do think that it is essentially uh, a story about trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that's fascinating to explore yep. through this kind of lens. Like, And I think that – you know, uh, obviously, we're doing spoilers here. Uh, yes, we're doing super you spoilers. Know, the end of the most recent episode, I – you know, it has the potential to be one of the biggest game changers in all of the MCU with uh, the revelation of 
the guy that's going to be her brother is at the door, but it's Quicksilver yeah. not from the Marvel Cinematic it's Universe. No, from, from the, the X Men movies. Yes. And oh, so, yes. He's oh, from the X Men movies. And so I was freaking out when yeah when I saw him because I was like, that's a thing that like. You just kind of know, like, that's the same person in X-Men and in Marvel, but they just straight up, like, acknowledged it, and I was losing it. Oh, that's brilliant. That makes yeah. me really happy. Yeah, because yeah. in two in, in one fell swoop, they acknowledge two things. One, the, the notion of a multiverse, and yeah. two, mm-hmm. the, the, the existence of X-Men and mutants from mm-hmm. a different universe. So, like, yeah. in one scene, you suddenly have everything change. Now... You know, maybe he won't turn out to be that character. Maybe he's like, you know, somebody else in disguise and they're yeah. playing games. But I would like to think. So one of the reasons that had me so excited is is I am actually a really big X-Men fan. Like, mm. I, they were pretty formative for me growing up. I read a lot of X-Men comics and stuff and, and have not loved the movies for obvious reasons because they suck for the most part. <laughs> and the ones that are good are made by a guy who turned out to suck. So I'm re- excited for them to, like, revamp that thing. I'm praying they do like an Agent of Apocalypse arc. I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but like that's what I, that was the formative thing for me in my childhood. But yeah, that was not, that was not treated well by the X-Men universe in the movies. All of that storyline. Yeah. Yes. Days of Future Past was brilliant. So good. The Logan movie, fantastic. Uh, X2 was good, but a lot of the others, man, not so good. Yep. Yep. All right, so let's do our next segment for WandaVision. It's called, let's type, <laughs> what is it called? That's, that was smooth. Did you just glitch? <laughs> let's type the people, type the in, people this thing. in this thing. All right, we're going to do four characters, and stop me if you disagree, but I'm, I'm thinking the two obvious Wanda- uh, Vision, Vision, and that'll knock out them in the Marvel universe too. But then we also got her next door neighbor. What's it name? What's her I, name? I Catherine. Agnes. Agnes. That's right. And then Geraldine. So let's do that. All right. So what do we think about Wanda? Is four like too obvious? Is the real question here? I because she's like a, a feelings. Obviously, feelings weigh heavily on her storyline and her character and dramatic outbursts, that kind of thing. Well, that could We should just say that be... Jesse is a four, so I, I oh, think yeah. it's... Like, Jesse, do you have thoughts on this? I go back and forth between two types for her. Mm-hmm. She is a seriously traumatized character. Mm-hmm. Like, her parents died. Her brother died. The love of her life died she mm-hmm. was she was uh blipped or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it and so like her whole story is just tragic yeah mm-hmm. and so i lean i lean you know yes i think she's got a lot of four i lean towards actually six i think she, oh. i think i could yeah. see that i, I think i think that. that i think anxiety and self doubt permeate her as a character and compel her. She goes to this non-resourceful three. Now she's doing it where it's like, forget yeah. this. I'm just taking control. I've yeah. trusted everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not worked out for me. I'm in charge now. 
And her little speech that she gives when everyone's pointing laser guns at her. Gun lasers, I think, is more accurate. Yeah, gun yeah. lasers. <laughs> yeah. Science. <laughs> Science. Uh, um, is that um, she gives that speech that I was like, oh, this is like a suburban mom speech. Is all it is. It's like, you know, you know what? This world is scary and I want to keep things the way they are, basically. Mm. <laughs> Which is great. And I don't mean to necessarily gender that. I just, she's a mom, so... You know. And, and, yeah. and what more could a six want than to create a safe haven yeah. that's mm, that they're fully yeah. in control of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was focusing on the control aspect and yeah. wondering if she was an eight because she's like channeling all of her grief into controlling this environment and her yeah. life. and But... I don't know. That seems a little surfacey. I could be, I'm kind of feeling the six thing now. Six feels right. I mean, four and eight feels like surf, the surface guess, right? And six feels like what's really playing out here in terms of why she's doing what she's doing, you know? What do we feel about Vision? I don't know what to think about Vision because I feel like we didn't get much of him in the movies and this is maybe not an accurate representation of who he is. Yeah, I think I'm not basing what I think his type is off of anything in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking I mean, the other movies. Yeah. And I think it's probably like cheating or too obvious to say that he's a five because he was like a computer turned into a <laughs> hybrid person thing <laughs> with the Mind Stone. So... Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yep, I wouldn't know what else to say. I wouldn't. I, w- I have no other guess outside mm-hmm. of five. Yeah, think, I, I wrote down a five, but I I think I lean more. I, I, yeah, I'm torn between five and one. And here's the one thing: he's mm-hmm. he's really concerned with what is ethical. So mm-hmm. even though even in the most recent episode of WandaVision, his whole thing it's the most emotional that the Vision character has ever been before. Mm-hmm. It was actually like, I, I actually just want to say like, Paul Bethany uh, acting in the most recent scene when he's like going off on Wanda was like, yes. really well done. Like, yes. It was yeah. shocking to see him like, go for it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but even in the midst of that, he's appealing to morality. Like this mm-hmm. is right, this is wrong. And that seemed to be, even the whole thing that he could pick up Thor's hammer, like that yeah. had to do with this sense of like, Morality. Um, oh, interesting. So I think that he's got a ton of five. It's like, it feels a little bit like his his character arc was like he started off in this five space, but very quickly he embodies more. Like he reminds me a little more of Captain America in terms of his ethos mm. as a character. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. He. They also say in this last episode that he had put in his living will that they couldn't. <laughs> Bring him from the dead, basically, because he didn't want to be anyone's weapon, which feels like a one thing in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his his character arc was a rapid version of Steve Rogers' Captain America's arc. Not Uh to get too far off of WandaVision, but Mm -hmm. you know, the arc was essentially about what is the nature of the balance between what is good for everyone else, but also what I need as a person personally. And his was like a sped up version because he was very self-sacrificial. But then as you know, then eventually he sneaks off with Wanda and 
you know, they're off the grid for two years. You yeah. Know? So that's the other thing, too, is like we didn't see those two years, but like the intensity of the relationship we're seeing in WandaVision is based off they were a couple – with mm-hmm. their own life away from everybody for two years. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to, like, show flashbacks from that of, like, maybe yeah. they watched a lot of I Love Lucy. Like, maybe that's yes. where this all came from. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay, we're going to do the next two real quick because we got a lot of heroes to cover. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about Monica Rambeau. She's an yeah. eight. She's an eight. Oh, okay. I get eight vibes, too. Yeah, she's, 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 a, she's a tough one. Mm-hmm. But she's also, like, understanding she's giving her a break when no one else is, you know? Yeah, she wants to help Wanda, and she wants to protect her, too, now that all these other guys were, like, trying to, I don't know, shoot her or bomb her or something. She was like, "Uh uh-uh. I feel like if an eight was sucked into a fantasy TV world and controlled like a puppet for several hours, she wouldn't be on that person's side afterwards. Mm. Except, though, that I think that she also could tell how much pain Wanda was in. And so Mm -hmm. the eight goes to the two when they're resourceful. And, Mm. like, I know of eights that are, like, they'll die on a hill for somebody. Everybody else is against this person. They want to just take them down. And Mm. an eight's, like... I will take a bullet for them. And yes, I know everything you're saying is true, but I still feel like there's more here and I'm going to stand my ground. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Bethany? What do you think she is? You know, I hadn't thought about any of the side characters on WandaVision. But yeah, I don't know. I think eight. And I can see the two, like the healthy eight going to two. Cool. All right. Let's talk about uh, Agnes. Agnes, I'm confused because so she seems like very aware of what she's doing and what's happening. And like she knows that she's playing this role, whereas other people are like when Vision like brought that guy out of it for a second, he was like, help me, like get me out of here. Right. And Agnes is not like that she's like she's like you she want me like, to take it from the yeah do you want me to take it again <laughs> so <laughs> i don't understand that and she she was even starting to tell geraldine um like we're all just actors here like but she didn't come out and say it mm-hmm. so i don't know that's has nothing to do with her enneagram type maybe it does i don't know i feel like one of the thing it it, it shows is that she's trying to help i see her as a two personally I mean, it's kind of like she plays right into the helpful neighbor role in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. At least that her character's character seems to be leaning into two stuff a lot. Yeah. But even outside of that, like, do you want me to take it from the top is, I don't know, pretty standard helpful neighbor stuff anyway. It's hard because we don't really know who she is or what her motivations are for doing yeah, this. That's right. We could say her Agnes character is a two, the neighbor lady. Okay. But let's say we don't she's really playing know. a two. Yeah. She's playing a two on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, here's what's interesting is that if you watch the episodes, her character she plays in each episode is a little different each time. So, like, sometimes mm. she is that, like, in this most recent episode, she had a lot more of the, she had a lot more eight energy. She was a lot more, like, come in, take control. I'm, like, 
sticking my butt out, like making all, you know, sex jokes. And like, I mean, she just had a lot more of this like aggressive kind of energy. But then like another episode, she was like, just kind of the charming wife, you know, from Mm -hmm. next door. Like, so I think, I think that what we have seen so far, she, she is in service of someone or something else. And she is whatever they need her to be She's for the moment. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah. So She's I don't think not. I don't think that we've seen. I don't. We don't know the real story with her yet. Yeah. Because if yeah. you notice when they put all their pictures up and their driver's license on the board, mm-hmm. she was the only one that had no driver's license. Yeah. I didn't oh that. no. Yeah. Now I'm like, is she a bad guy? She's something's wrong. I hadn't. I hadn't <laughs> thought before. All right, let's do our nine words for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Starting with you, Jesse, what do you got? Okay, I've got I've got four. I, I wrote down it because I couldn't decide. <laughs> wait, wait, four different nine words. Nine times four, so you have thirty-six <laughs> words. Yeah, but they're 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 independent statements. So I'm gonna give them to you, and then you all just edit out the bad ones. Just edit out the bad okay. ones. All right, so. we're gonna bleep them. We're gonna bleep the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, oh no no, I've got three. Here we go. Three of them. Okay. Uh, number one: spandex and explosions as secret method for exploring humanity. Hmm. Okay. 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 Number two: grown people playing dress up, battling their inner demons. Ooh, I like that one. Okay, okay, third one, lots of men named Chris and some green screens. All of those, <laughs> all of those are That's sick accurate. birds. That's accurate. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell your fan, fan from your three uh, descriptions. descriptions. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'll do mine next. Mine says, uh, modern day idols battle villains, each other and themselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Mine is various superheroes battle powerful enemies, each other and themselves. No, we're twins. I love it. That's great. (laughs) That's incredible. Any of twins? That was amazing. That's awesome. That's the first time that's happened. For real. Let's tag the people in this thing. Okay, so what I've done is I've pulled up the list of all of the Marvel movies in chronological order, and I okay. will just call out superheroes as they star in those movies as they come Perfect. up, right? So, for instance, we will start with Iron, Iron Man. Man. What uh, What number? This is not hard, is it? Mm-mm. I feel like this should be well, easy. Well, it might be. I don't know. Jesse's ready for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of his default. He just thing. like sat up. <laughs> We're gonna argue about the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> nerds and the Enneagram. Okay, uh, Bethany. Yeah, you go first. I think he's an eight. What? Yes, I don't. I know you're gonna say three. You're thinking Mm-mm. three. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I think he's an eight. I think four. I'm four. Yeah. Did you no. say four? Really? You think a four? Yeah. I do think he's a four, yeah. You think everyone is a four. That's <laughs> true. You know what? We should if you start think every, betting if you think, on it so I can get some money out of this. Rich, the reason you think everybody's a four, that's why all these other fours have problems with you, Rich. you got to stop 
our club has to be very small mm-hmm. and very exclusive. Stop identifying Wait, what with other everyone. fours have problems with me? Oh, you know. The guy and our People reviewer. that like to leave bad reviews. Jesse is like, we talk. We talk and we don't like him. Oh, yeah. is that bad review from a four? Oh, yeah. That guy's a four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was a four because um, I don't remember now why. I just have always thought he he's a four. He is about power and control mm. and self-interest but then and like his will above all else but then he does integrate to eventually sacrifice himself for the greater good which is i i think an eight to two integration yeah that does make sense actually now yeah yeah jesse is that what do you think what do you what do you so i'm torn uh so i go back and forth on two numbers but if you think about like if you think about like the Tony Stark character, mm-hmm. he is like the archetype of a narcissist. Like that's mm-hmm. that's really that's right. the fundamental structure of the character. Yeah, and that's the a good whole point. journey. And if if you watch every movie that he, his character appears in, he's not a stationary character. He's a, he's changes a little bit in every movie. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of one of the things I I love about the MCU's characters never mm-hmm. stay static. They're yeah. always yeah. moving. And his arc ultimately is one of Initially, his life is only about him, and eventually mm-hmm. his life is about only protecting the people that he loves, and then eventually mm-hmm. it's about it's the world's even bigger than the people I love. It's about everybody, and I'm mm. going to give myself to everybody. So mm. because his obsession in his middle arc is all about I just want to protect the people I love. Like I want yeah. to mm-hmm. you know, protect them. So, so I – and the other thing too that's kind of defining in him is that he's careless in the beginning, but his whole journey after that – is about anxiety. Like he's an extremely anxious character, like mm. a lot of head triad energy mm. uh, going on because, I mean, eventually he has panic attacks. Mm. You know, he like, like literally the whole movie was based around that, like the notion mm-hmm. that like he can't sleep. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I go closer to the seven thing. Like he's really indulgent. Uh, mm-hmm. He never knows when to quit. Yeah. And then eventually he, he, he moved because in the classic Enneagram, you know, the non-resourceful seven is the archetype of narcissism. And that's mm. kind of the Tony Stark character, you know, deep thinkers, yeah. really whimsical, childlike. Yeah. You know, yeah. So so I oh, kind of lean I lean seven wing eight is kind of where I go. I could mm-hmm. I could see that too. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. The Incredible Hulk. Considering, I mean, keeping in mind that the first Incredible Hulk movie is like kind of a totally different Hulk. Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't watch that one. No, no one does. We're talking about yeah. late stage Hulk here. So we're talking about Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I still can't <laughs> believe Mark Ruffalo played Hulk. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Fight Club. Yeah. I lean towards Bruce Banner as a six wing five. He's a genius. Oh. Um, he's a genius, but he's he he wants to be close to people, like, but he worries a lot. Like fear is really, really dominant in his character. So mm-hmm. either a five wing six or a six wing five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was leaning towards five, but I see that fear. Well, which fives also have, but yeah. Yeah. I would I mean said he five, has like so. five PhDs, right? So that's mostly why I thought five. <laughs> <laughs> if he had four, he'd be a four. If he had four PhDs, he'd be a four. <laughs> but because he has five, it's pretty clear. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Iron Man 2. Just kidding. Thor. <laughs> Thor, my favorite. This you is... just spoke for every woman in America, your favorite. Look. Hey Rich, do you yes. do you do you ever do you ever watch the Thor movies with your wife? Uh yeah. Does your wife sometimes make comments about how handsome Thor is? Not really. <laughs> well, I don't think he's good Jennifer's job. type. Gen- good job, Jennifer. No, that's not Jennifer's type. Jennifer's type how? is more like Benedict Cumberbatch or something. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Skinny um, Englishman. How dare you type. assume that my love for Thor is just about appearances? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, tell prove us why, prove tell that us. you're not shallow, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> I, for what? Okay, so the first two Thor movies, I was like, eh, this is fine. Thor Ragnarok is... The best. The it, only good one. Let's be frank. The only good Thor movie. The only good Thor movie. Yes. Yeah. I'm hopeful about Thor 4. Yes. But, um, yeah, I just, he, he's so serious in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And then in Thor Ragnarok, like, he's so funny. And then I also, like, love his story in Endgame where he just totally dissolves and disintegrates and he is like yeah he's just having a rough time i find him actually to be relatable yeah so agree yeah can he be a four can we make him a four (laughs) um i find his depressive episodes to be really relatable yeah i thought that was just a one um going to four in okay in stress. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely an end game. He's in for space. But I think at his core, like he wants to be good and right and worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like he said in Endgame, like when they get all the stones and they're they're deciding who's gonna actually snap their fingers, he says, Let me do something good, let me do something right. And he's beating huh. himself up that entire movie because he he didn't win, like, and he failed. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Man. then I think when he's integrated, you see that seven of him being fun. Uh-huh. Yep. You know what? I fully agree. I awesome. I, I think you nailed Woo-hoo! it. Like, yeah. I think um I think the way that they what a weird shock. The moment that we're in the movie theater and, mm-hmm. you know, dad bod Thor comes mm-hmm. on and it's like, what did they do? And then, you, <laughs> yeah. and then you and then you stop and you think about like, what does a guy do when you're the reason that half of all existence got wiped out? Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. you and your brother's dead. Your dad's dead. Your mom's dead. You had to kill mm-hmm. your sister. Like... <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. we've all yeah, been talk about traumatized. Yeah. Like yeah. the general theme in all of these things is take a great character, traumatize them mm-hmm. really significantly and see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I and agree. They're extremely powerful, mm-hmm. which and they should be invulnerable, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of ones, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's a one. Okay, yes. good. I'm glad we all agree. Do we need to have a no more doubt. complicated conversation about that or no? I don't know that I think anyone is a four, Richard. I'm just going to say that. We're going to find a four. We're going to okay. find one. No, I've got a I've got a, a proposal 
for a four. Oh, okay. Um, my proposal for a four is Loki. Oh, uh, because that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> um, come on, come on, Rich. He's like the goth kid at school. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, but Loki is no matter what. He is determined to be considered an outsider. He is. He like nothing. I mean, his brother chases him, pursues him, affirms him, welcomes him back, forgives him, and he's like, "No, you don't understand me." Like yeah. it's the yeah. classic four crap that Rich and I do to our loved ones all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and then what do you see in the end? You see the the Loki that perished. You see the character arc of that Loki is he grows into his. You know what? I'm stepping forward and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like he becomes noble and ultimately sacrifices himself. But it's only at the moment. I mean, what are his last words to his brother? He identifies as as a brother and as a member of his family. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. so, his whole story arc is that. And then, you know, of course, we've got this other unredeemed Loki that's running around causing problems. You know, that'll come out in the Loki show. But yeah, I don't know what any of that means. But I'm. Intrigued. Oh really? No. Yeah, you saw Endgame. Yeah. What happens? He uh, he got the uh, the space cube and. Peaced and out, disappeared, yeah. and then uh, there's a there's a television show. Basically, he he jumped through time in a way you're not supposed to, and so he's now. So bad guy Loki is still alive. Good guy Loki died. Good guy Loki lived a life for another decade or so and died. The other Ain't Loki that just the way you know. That, I know, I know. They just had to do that so that they could have a Loki spinoff. Yeah, my pitch is definitely. I mean, even the even the knock that is like. In the Avengers, they knock on Loki for, like, how extravagant he loves to be. Like, he's mm-hmm. so big and flamboyant and everybody look at me and, like, that's classic four stuff. Yeah. Four wing three, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next movie is The Avengers. And and I guess it feels like the time we should probably talk about. No, no. Natasha, all... Clint. Yeah, Natasha and Clint. Let's talk about Natasha and Clint. Is Natasha Black Widow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Black Widow. Um, I want to hear your all's thoughts. I was torn on her big time. Mm. She is tough. She's not like the most well-developed character Mm-mm. in the MCU. <laughs> but we do kind of know like her backstory of being raised to be, what, a spy, an assassin. Um, and to trust no one, right? To trust I mean, no one. I feel six yeah. for her. I feel six. I think I felt three for her. I was that was the other number in my head because but, she was yeah. she's so like looking out for herself. But then I think I chose three because I think you can see her integrate t- to six mm-hmm. when she like gains this family of the Avengers. And, like, allows herself to, like, be vulnerable and be in relationship with them and ultimately dies. Like, and and that was, like, that gave her meaning. Like, she wanted to sacrifice herself for everyone who she loves. Everybody's just sacrificing themselves all the time. They do, yeah. I guess that's what superheroes do. It's so inspiring. It is. There's a sermon thank you, in somewhere. Thank you, essential workers. Um, keep up the good work, but be safe out there. 
Wow. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, and on that note, let's talk about the other six, which I think is Hawkeye, right? Yeah, I've got him down as a six, for sure. I had him down as a nine, because... Mm. He goes he full has... rage monster in the end there, doesn't he? I Yes, he does. He goes full rage monster. <laughs> um, but up until then, like, he has a yeah. secret family. He is okay secret with family. not being known, right? Yeah. Like, he kept yeah. his whole family a secret, Nobody knew about it. He's totally fine with that. And he also, like, he sees the good in people. Like, he saw the good in Wanda and, like, like spurred her on to, like, keep fighting at the end of Age of Ultron. And so I guess that could be nine or six, all of those things. But I really like him as a nine. I, I like that. That feels right to me. Like, Yeah, because he doesn't have quite the skeptic that can mark some sixes but mm-hmm. he also is very like he wants a quiet protected life like he wants mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. he lives on a farm away mm-hmm. from everybody you know mm-hmm. yeah but he's got kind of this boldness you know and a certainty that doesn't always mark a nine mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's kind of where I'm torn yeah interesting yeah, yeah. okay so I want Guardians of the Galaxy is next, and I want to spend time on on a few of these people because I think mm-hmm. they're that movie has some really well developed characters in my opinion. Yeah, like for sure. some of the most complex and interesting characters in the movie. So let's talk about Star Lord, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Peter he's a Quill. seven. Seven. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's a seven. Yeah. He he has. We he all is, agree. Yeah, he is extremely sensitive and insecure to pain. And jokes mm-hmm. and jokes and jokes in order to compensate for it and never knows mm-hmm. when to stop. And so, yeah, yeah he's uh, yeah. yeah, he's a seven. Rocket don't Raccoon. call us plucky. We don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, from here on out, Bethany has to quote lines from each movie. Oh, I like oh, it. Gosh. Yes. From every I'll character. Try. Every character. Every yeah. character. <laughs> All right. So Rocket Raccoon. Sleep. That's my mantis <laughs> quote. <laughs> that was good. We're not there yet. Uh, raccoon, Rocket. I went back and forth, but I think, uh, I think eight. I He's feel eight really centered awesome. around being in control. When he walks into the prison, first thing he does is he tells Groot, take charge, and then he announces to everybody, mm-hmm. let's make one thing clear. I'm the one in control right now. And then <laughs> what's his whole thing? He's constantly fighting Peter for mm-hmm. control. Yeah. Yeah. He is, like, really deep down sensitive and insecure, though. That doesn't mean he's not an eight, but... Yeah, it means he is an eight. <laughs> I guess. He they can't he's a well-fleshed out eight. Yeah. yeah, that's because that's the whole thing in the second movie. Yondu is also an eight, and Yondu says to him, "I know who you are because you're me." Oh. And and Yondu's mm-hmm. an older man who's come to terms with that's the truth of who we are. We're mm-hmm. insecure men who try to be big and bad. Yeah. yeah. All right, Groot. Groot's a two. <laughs> Groot. Groot's okay. Okay, so okay, let me. I'm going deep again into nerddom. Go. So Groot in. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie and every other Groot, those are not the same person. So just oh. just so you know, the, there's Groot, okay. and then you're telling us a little, like this is a fact. Of yeah, it's the, a fact. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like yeah. this. James. Well, no, because doesn't he? He's like reborn. Yeah, that's after he that's a baby Groot. It's a different mm-hmm. Groot. Yeah, and in fact, I don't like that. That makes you know me what? sad. You know what? You know what? Here's here's one that's real sad. Let me tell you this one. You know how. In I know what you're going to say. Avengers, 
uh, Infinity, Infinity War, War when Groot is dusting. Mm-hmm. He says, I am Groot to Rocket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the directors revealed what he actually, if we understood it, what would he say? And he said, Dad? Question mark. And he was asking, like, he calls Rocket Dad. Oh. Yeah. He, was like, he was like saying, like, Dad, help me. And I then he got knew dusted. that. Tragic. Oh, Tragic. No. So anyway, Groot's a two. Yeah, agreed. I hate that. I hate that. Because he loves it. He loves Groot. Loves to help other people, but then there's those scenes where he gets hacked off and he goes full like eight, eight full on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Gamora, which my phone interpreted as "Hey Google" for some reason. <laughs> okay, uh, Gamora. Uh, uh, Gamora is an eight. Yeah, I think so okay. too. I feel like there are so many eights and ones. There's yeah. so many. Which makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. It does make sense when you're thinking about superheroes. If you're a superhero, you're probably an eight or a one. Yeah. Lead lead characters, secondary characters typically are not. Support characters, But the Mm -hmm. primaries typically are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. I believe we are arriving at a true hero four right now. Oh, what you got for us? Drax. What? (laughs) That guy's a four. I don't even, I mean, I don't know what Drax is. He's a four because no. he has these feelings and he it takes things personally. I don't agree. He's an eight. What is, no, he's not. Oh, he, I'm so mad right Drax now. Drax is not deep and introspective. Right. Drax might be a seven. Like he, remember when Mantis like, puts her hand on him and, like, feels him, and she's busting up laughing, and she's like, I've never felt such pleasure or something. Googled Drax quotes, and I'm gonna, I'm not kidding you. This is the first one I landed on. Are you ready? Kay. I don't know. You'll have to verify for me, but it is the first one I landed on. Uh-huh. When you're ugly and someone loves you, you know they love you for who you are. Beautiful people never know who to trust. And you think that makes him a four? Yes. No. Because about being seen. He wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about Mantis. (sighs) He was telling her that she's ugly, but he likes her anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. He sees the real her. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's an interesting one. He's so serious, the first movie, and Mm, then mm -hmm. he eases up. Like, he kind of works through his grief a little bit. Mm-hmm. And eases up, and so his character is a little harder to nail down because he he has that like um, you know like you hang out with an eight and like they can be very childlike at times like when they're relaxed mm-hmm. like they have like this like really playful little kid side of them that they don't always show to everybody mm-hmm. that feels like Drax like as his mm-hmm. character progresses right. he goes from being. I mean, literally, when he walks up in the prison, everybody's terrified of him. Mm-hmm. And by the end, he's like goofing off. You know, I hate yeah. this, guys. I really hate. Eight I really hate seven. that there are no fours in the. Richard, there is. It's the Loki. Entire... It's no, Loki. I mean superheroes, guys. Like, do you think that four would make a good superhero? Well, we're gonna find out when we stumble upon one. Okay. I am mega poet. Like, <laughs> what, like what? What's the superhero? <laughs> what if what if it was uh what if it was Daredevil? What if Daredevil's the four superhero? Or is he a seven? Mm, no, he's he's Daredevil. If you've watched the TV show, have you watched the TV show? Mm-mm. No. Oh, it's so good. 
Yeah, ignore all the other Netflix Marvel shows, but that mm-hmm. one is truly very, very good. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, am I thinking of the wrong guy? Deadpool is who I meant. Oh, I no, meant he's Deadpool. A, he's a seven. No, he's a seven. That, it. though, I actually haven't seen those ones. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Mantis. Mantis is a two. Mantis is a two. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Ant-Man. <laughs> he's a four, right? No, <laughs> he's not a four. You can't really think that, Richard. Gosh, well, he's a nice guy. He's likable. Yeah, he's a seven. He's a, he's yeah, a seven. he's a seven. Yeah. yeah. So I was sevens say he's are either a three or a seven. He's literally he's thing. comic relief. He's the comic relief in the scenes yep. he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, sevens. We're not saying you guys have to entertain the rest of us. We're just mm-hmm. as a storytelling mechanism. We like to use you guys. I think yep. this next one has a four wing. Okay. Guess who I'm going to say? I don't know. Doctor Strange. Oh, five wing four. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Go us. Go team yeah. four. Yeah. We got a little bit. What do you think, Jesse? He's got a ton of five. He's got that. He's really, really into image. In the he initially, is. he really is really into it, and I don't know. I don't know a lot of fives that really care all that much about no public perception. Not about image, but fives Reputation. definitely can be that arrogant. Yes, sure. When yes. they truly are, I mean, he truly is competent. Yeah, he's yeah. a like, competent in the very beginning. He's a competent doctor, and mm-hmm. and that's where he gets all of his pride from is being seen as competent, mm-hmm. essentially. And that's where his growth path starts is like once he's not able to do that anymore, mm-hmm. he has to become competent at something else. Like that's mm-hmm. his whole thing. Yeah. Like. yeah. And he does have that five, um, that unhealthy five greed about him where like he does not mm. share himself with others. Like yeah. literally the fact that Christine cares about him is an mm-hmm. annoyance to him. Yeah. Like any mm-hmm. level of attachment just annoys him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is functional. Um, yeah. Spider-Man. He's a two. I was going to say two or seven. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the quips of a seven. Mm-hmm. But he it's has just, the selflessness of a two. I think yeah. more than anything, I'm just annoyed that it's all the same numbers over and over again. It is. Yeah. But um, it's I've, I've got them all except nine. I've ha- I have heroes written down for all types except for nine. I really couldn't. I have two Wait, who's nines. the four hero, though? Loki doesn't count as a hero. He does yeah, in the end. He hero. sacrifices himself for everybody. Uh, yeah, he's complicated. <laughs> he is. Um, all right, what about Black Panther? I think that T'Challa is a nine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. and I Interesting. Think, yeah, I think, well... And now I ha- I'm basing that off of Black Panther movie. I don't know if that really fits with like um, Civil War because he's mm-hmm. like creating a ton of conflict. But um, yeah, I think he has. I think he feels like a nine. And then I think that in Black Panther, like he's having to confront like the stuff the about cost his of that. dad. Yeah. He's um, he's kind of having to confront the cost of like having your own peaceful little world where you don't mm-hmm. ever do anything. Yeah, and he does confront it. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, um, it's interesting. And then 
he even acts charitably towards Killmonger at the very end. Like he was mm-hmm. like trying to save him and Killmonger did not want to be saved. Jesse, what do you think? I'm torn on him too. He's a, that character was so well done. But uh, the revenge arc in Civil War makes me think eight. But that's not really the arc at all of the Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. That one is more about, do I have what it takes to rule? Like it's more a self-doubt journey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so that's got more like, that's more six vibes, you know, in in the Black Panther movie. Hmm. And then the, and then the arc in the end there's mercy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't it's know. Similar, a lot of eight, a lot of six. Yeah, similar to Clint for me, where I I thought Clint was a nine, and I can see a lot of that nine and six in both of them. What if we did? What if he's a? Could he be a counterphobic six? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, so he's super loyal, but the things that threaten, he's he's tempted to take proactive action against them, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. I kind of like the nine thing. I kind of like the nine thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched Black Panther, but I remember watching it multiple times and just thinking he was a nine. Huh. I just don't see him seeing having that objectivity that a nine has where he can like, nines have that gift of like, I see really understand sides. all the different points of yeah. view. Like, I don't know that I'm seeing that so much in that character. You didn't see it mm-hmm. when he spared Killmonger? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think that was more, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This is a really important decision we're about to make. I so know. We I need know. to do, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do, a, do a poll. You should do a poll on that one. Hey, guys, tweet at us. What do you think? All right. She's got, she's got her name in the title, so let's talk about the Wasp. I think she's an eight. I have no idea. I feel like she's barely in the. In I feel the like universe. every woman is an eight. Every woman in the MCU. Is an <laughs> in eight. order to be a superhero and a woman, you honestly, must be an I eight. think Gamora's an eight. Did we already say that? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> she's not a super prominent character. Yeah, I don't remember her at all. Honestly, um, yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I really don't know. I've seen the movie uh, multiple times. Yeah. I just really don't know. Her because her story was a strange one where she had no self. She was like commandeered. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and she doesn't come into her own until the end of the movie. So we have very little experience of who is she actually. So, you know, I lean towards eight, but I kind of feel like I need to see another movie to know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree Maybe with that. Maybe one. I could see eight. I could see one. I mean, I could literally see any number. I hope that she turns out to be a four. <laughs> I could see any That's... number except for four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where I'm going to end this. So Marvel in your... Okay, let's do one more thing. I want to know of all of the up-and-comers, who's the most likely to be a four in the in the second slate? The up-and-comers? The new, the new, the new, the, I think they're called the new kids. Marvel Cinematic Universe, the new kids. What are you, I don't, you're making I don't know things it. up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying in the new round of movies, what's the, um, what's the four in there? Who's the four? Richard, we got we're a new not, Captain America. The we're only, not going to get four, 
The only four is phase four. That's the only thing that you're yeah. going to get. We're not going to get a lot or maybe any fours <laughs> in the MCU. I do feel a little cheated because I feel like if anyone could have been a four, it would have been Wanda. Right? I mean, Psychic ability is four stuff. Y- yeah. I mean, shouldn't, <laughs> if shouldn't it were Mantis, real, I mean, sure, maybe. Mantis is literally an empath. How is yeah. Mantis not a four? She's an empath. She's a two because she is not self-centered at yeah, all. She's, she's not. Yeah, she's, she's not. not. That's true. She was literally there on Quill's dad's planet to, to help him go to sleep every night. Yeah. And well, yeah, to serve her. him. She's a okay. four in my book. Well, um, you're wrong. So Your book is wrong. To the team. But I, yeah. this, right. is, this is I'm interesting, li- though, because... There aren't a lot of four characters. There, there's maybe one, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. But Jesse, you're such a diehard fan. Like, do, what do you feel as a four about? Yeah, as a four, like draws you in. If it's not necessarily like, oh, that character is just like me, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. It doesn't shock me that there's not four. Here's our struggle, Rich, let's talk about our struggle. Mm-hmm. Our struggle is we just we're such introspective personalities and sometimes we just don't do. We're just like we're dreamy, mm-hmm. yeah. we're in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. That is very boring at a storytelling level. Right. So we're very This is a six at, problem too, I guess, in a way. It's it's like the gift of like we can write a good story, but taking yeah. action can be real challenging for us. Yeah. And yeah. so uh so that's why, like, it doesn't shock me, you know, that there's not mm-hmm. a lot of four. Well, especially in the, the superhero universe where th- those are all, they're literally called action movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. That, if that's what they're called. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies about force, but it mostly has yeah. to do with, like, people thinking about stuff and being sad about stuff or crying about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And not people saving the world. So that makes sense to me but it also makes me feel a little sad and and shameful i mean there aren't a lot of twos <laughs> there aren't none of the main there are like, plenty of twos bethany okay so we've got mantis got peter groot. parker groot. groot you got uh pepper pots sure <laughs> those um, three are again, solid that's solid but they're not the percentage. main guys like no. They're not. But they're good people, you know. They but yes, they are. I, I don't have lucky. any complaints about that. What I'm trying to say is that you should be more <laughs> like me because I don't have my feelings hurt by the lack of representation. Well, I of am a my four, number. So I will. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just trying to <laughs> say that. I'm trying to think, like, what would a superhero movie be like where, like, the main character keeps going, like, you guys don't understand me. Like that. that I've seems never like said not that great... in my life, Jesse. <laughs> At least not since I was sixteen. So I'm a grown up now. Yeah. I feel like I feel like um, there is a there is a version of a superhero that is just like he happens to fight crime as a job, but he also just like really deeply understands himself and other people, and maybe that plays into the story somehow. You know. And, like, I'm just arguing for positive representation for fours in superhero movies. That's all I'm asking for. Okay. I think it can be done. I'll say say this much. I'll say it took a lot of four quality to do. Like, what makes the MCU brilliant is the level of complex storytelling. Yeah. Nothing in all of cinema history, 
like this has ever been attempted. Like it is a crazy experiment. Yeah. And the fact that they are successful in doing it, like the level of creativity and continuity required to pull this off mm-hmm. is staggering. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying a lot of creative energy going on yeah, in, in sure. these shows. Like, I think many fours have created the MCU. I agree with that. But yeah. why wouldn't they write themselves into the show? That's what's crazy to me. Weird. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, uh, are there any melancholic characters? Is it just a Marvel thing? Are there DC superheroes that are that are fours? Is Batman a four? Not really. He's, I don't know. I'm not into maybe. DC. I could see Batman being a drawn four. Right, like, like, yeah. put, like he's kind of depressed. He's depressed. He's depressed, and he has that second identity for a reason. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think on that, Rich. I'm gonna have to think about what we're gonna do about this four dilemma and our lack of representation. <laughs> Let's in just the start MCU. a whole universe of superheroes, then, and they're all fours. I feel like the whole thing yeah. about superheroes is that we dream up these people that are stronger than us more powerful than us like yeah. they're they're fantasies yeah like i want to be like that as strong really and as powerful as the black widow yes. so that's mm-hmm. why they're not creating four superheroes so what's a four gonna <laughs> kind of fantasize about an eight a hundred percent i agree with yes you. yes mm-hmm. same yeah. with twos same with me like i'm fantasizing about being an eight yeah, being and stronger I and about more being powerful, a two sometimes. More assertive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yes. That's a good point. It's yes. aspirational. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rich, the- for for what it's worth, I want to I want to offer this to you in looking around online. Mm-hmm. Many websites when they talk about Enneagram and Marvel characters, they say Wanda is a 4. Aha, but I unfortunately I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably they probably just said that because of her superpower, right? And then WandaVision came out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So there goes that. Yeah. Bucky was the only one that wore mascara. So I'm thinking. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking <laughs> it may be him. Bucky can be a four. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, he has got he has a TV show coming out soon, so we'll we're, yeah. we'll be able to talk about that. That'll be fun. Okay, mm-hmm. life advice. Our next segment is called life advice through the lens of the enneagram. I feel like the best way to do this is each of us chooses a character to give life advice to. Well, I feel like we should definitely we should focus on WandaVision. Oh, good idea. Let's focus on one vision. So she let's needs talk a, she about... needs life advice through the lens of the Enneagram for sure. <laughs> she does yes. yeah. So how? Do, what would we advise Wanda when we're pointing laser, gun lasers at her? And we're saying she's a six, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's six with a lot of four. Can we say that? We'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's six. That's with not four. how it works. Yes, it is. Yeah, so life advice for Wanda, uh, you need to relax. Mm. Uh, Chill. That's the best thing to tell a six. You need to chill chill out. And they love to hear it when you Uh, say it to their You need to take a bubble bath. It's effective. (laughs) (laughs) What do you, like, it's just, 
her powers complicate things because she's not just a normal person who has no other option than to just like go to therapy and work through her trauma because she can do what she's doing. She can create this reality where Vision is alive again and they're living this perfect little life together. And she's the only one potentially who can decide not to do it anymore. You know, like, I don't think that anyone can stop her. She's also not wrong about her fears, right? Like, she's, she's she, like we've talked about, she's been through a lot. All the worst case scenarios have happened to, to her. Mm-hmm. And it's not, she can read people's minds, so she knows if people can or cannot be trusted. Though mm-hmm. I, at this point, I don't think she cares very much. I mean, there's a question of whether she thinks she's doing a good thing or whether she is being... I think this is a real interesting question to talk about is does she think she's doing something that is fundamentally selfish right now? Has she given up on being altruistic? I think so. I kind of wonder if there's a twist coming where there are people who appreciate what's happening to their town. (laughs) You know? Um, I think she does not care what she's doing to anyone mm. because she did fight for everyone and like fight and lose. And so I think she's probably feeling like, well, nothing matters except for what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I just need to say that I got I got a text message from Jennifer like 30 minutes ago and it's just all caps and it says Bucky Barnes 4. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay, he's a 4 then. You got to get one of them metal arms, Rich. So I'm mm-hmm. now I'm, now I'm officially excited about that really boring show that's coming up with what's their face and Bucky. Sam <laughs> That's a What's good title. Sam? What's their face in Bucky? The Falcon and Bucky Barnes. Isn't that... Don't That's, they have the... Yeah. The Falcon together? and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and Bucky Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> the Falcon and Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh. Yeah. I, on Wanda, like, I am... Okay, so my advice would be you need to see what you're doing as cowardly. Mm. Like, mm. you... Mm. You are convinced that it's that it is justifiable, mm-hmm. and you need to not see it as justifiable. You need to see it as cowardice. Hmm. Yeah. So that would be that'd be my sucker punch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she'd like melt my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just. Oh, it's tough. I it's really hard to give feel advice for to her. Melt yeah. Your brain. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I feel for her. I would also say this. The other thing, too, here's the four quality is our whole thing of, like, we don't know how to let go of the past. Mm -hmm. Like, that's our whole journey. Mm -hmm. And we do terrible things to the people we love because we're so darn committed to holding on to our pain from the past, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so when you get the fear of the six and the envy of the four and they marry one another— then you take over a small town. And so, uh, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta let things go. 
Mm-hmm. Got to grieve and then move forward. Don't try to drag the past forward. Yeah. I'm so interested in what is going to happen in this show. I think it's a combination of uh, – I think she's a partially willing agent who is being deceived. I think I think there's some puppeteering going on that hmm. we haven't seen yet. But I, I don't think she's completely innocent either. And in fact, yeah. I think what we're seeing, I think that her pain will be the mechanism that makes her, I think she's going to be the villain going forward in many huh. upcoming stories. So, oh. And I think her pain is going to be the switch that goes off inside of her. Hmm. I feel like we might so I've I've been listening to this podcast from Vanity Fair where they're doing they're like walking through these and there's some talk about Faustian bargains and uh a particular like devil oriented character yeah, yeah, that yeah, could yeah. come into play. Wait, here. what does that mean? Like there's a character what's the name of this it's Marvel Mephi- it's Mephisto. Mephisto, who may be behind the scenes somewhere. In the um, in the comic stories, he is the He's the principal agent that's connected to a version of this story in the comics. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So so the the really interesting thing to me is like there is this question of what does it look like when a six makes a deal with the devil, <laughs> essentially. Mm. And and which is how you get like the reincarnated husband and the and twins come yeah. out of that. Like and yeah. what yeah. I What's don't understand. I want to know how all that happened. Yeah. I want to know how she brought Vision back and how she got pregnant and Yeah. How many ep- episodes are left as of now? We're 5 in. Are there 8 total? There's 9. 9. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll be cool to see who's right and who's wrong. Do you guys think that she's the strongest most powerful Avenger, because I do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think she's well. Her and Captain Marvel. I don't know. I think know. she's stronger. I think she's stronger than Captain Marvel. I think Captain mm-hmm. Marvel has like a lot of physical strength, mm-hmm. but Wanda can do more than that. Yeah, that's true. She can huh. destroy you from the inside. Yeah. Her About whole thing. Your so brain. True. Her, yeah, her whole thing was that she figured out what your worst nightmares were and put mm-hmm. them on display in front of you. Wow, yep. man. Okay, so I just want to I just want to put my foot down and say I do think that there's going to be a twist in this show where people are going to be okay with their town being like this. They're going to not want to go back. That's my prediction. Is there cuz I I think that there're going to be people upset that it was fixed. I'm just say more, it. say more, say more. So I think it fits like the a cultural Stockholm syndrome thing. I think it fits a cultural narrative. I think there's this idea of the suburbs is like perfect and idyllic and people want to live in a place like that. And once they get a taste of it, they don't want to go back. They want the status quo. Um, and so that's the main reason I'm saying that. That feels very in and trendy right now. But I also think that sixes, if we're talking about sixes, I don't actually think sixes are able to turn off the altruistic part of their brain that easily. And I think that she wouldn't do this if she didn't feel that she was also providing safety and security for other people. I believe that she believes she's doing that. She believes. But she can can hear their brains. 
Mm-hmm. She can see inside of their minds. So if she believes she's doing that, then she's probably right. Like the whole the whole temptation for an Enneagram six is if I love somebody, I make them afraid of the right things. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And so yeah. and so for her, I could see her believing if that's her motivation. These people don't even know what they need because they don't know how bad it is out there, mm-hmm. and I'm protecting them from it. Even though uh, non-sixes, you look and you just go, it's awful. Like you're literally torturing mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. in your attempt to protect them, but from yeah. her point of view, no, I'm keeping them safe. Yeah. I think people grow used to that is all I'm saying. Um, okay. It'll be interesting. I don't know, man. Norm didn't seem so happy when Norm he Norm uh... was not happy. That's for <laughs> no, sure. he yeah, was no. not. Norm was not happy, but Agnes is both aware and happy. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying. So we have two I don't, examples. We don't know if she's happy. She's aware, but we she don't know if she's happy. She seems pretty happy to me. I don't know. She seems she resigned seems to me. I think she's a she is in service of the bigger picture. And mm-hmm. she is literally just a mechanism. Whatever has yeah, to happen, she's she doing fulfills a job. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's what I do love about her character. Every time her character's on screen, every line of dialogue matters. She's huh. she's She says, so in the most recent episode, she says, kids, you can't ever control them, which is exactly the, that's true. <laughs> oh, Wanda can't control yeah, the kids. she can't. And so, or the oh, one, or here's your Mephisto thing. You know, yeah. the one lady says, um, the devil's in the details, mm-hmm. and she goes, that's not the only place he is. <laughs> like, So yeah. every line of dialogue she offers, nothing is a throwaway. Every single Man, one. Now matters. I want to rewatch all the episodes. It's so good. This show is like very, very meta and Easter egg driven. Like mm-hmm. everything yeah. is about layers and... It's like a slow unpacking where it's, yeah. oh, I think it's a show about this. No, it's a show about this. No, I think this. Like, it's a it's doing a very good job of, you know, I, I realize my audiences were annoyed because it wasn't mm-hmm. moving as fast as probably people wanted. But right. I yeah. think we're going to get to the end and go look backwards and go, that was brilliant. Totally agree. Uh, I feel like something funny needs to happen at the end. <laughs> when you say that. It just ruins any. I feel it usually works. Chance, no. Okay, Rich, I got a question for you. Okay, what's up? No weapons. What would happen? (laughs) Is that the uh, question? Okay. No, no weapons. Who would win in a fight between Nick Fury and Rocket Raccoon? I don't know who Nick Fury is. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. He's scrappy. Yeah. He's got claws. Yeah. He's any weapons. He got claws. He'll take his eyeballs out. His other eyeball out. (laughs) No Chill Enneagram is an Area Code production. It is hosted by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Look, Richard's a four. He needs your affirmation. And Bethany's a two. She needs your love. Follow us and send us your thoughts on Twitter at NoChillEnyaPod and Instagram at NoChillEnyagram. Why are you called Luxurious Perkins? Did you change your name? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, you can't.
You can't be part of this club. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just be, I'll make my own club. Okay. This is an area code podcast.